Bucks Warriors Life Podcast 2021, episode 13. I'm Will Ball Security Evans uh, here, as always, with Brad tucking under the jumper, larking, uh, celebrating the Warriors' historic uh, 100% perfect completion rate in beating St. George Illawarra 2014. A bit of an upset last Sunday. Brad, you were a bit late into this game, but uh, came in at the right time. Hell of a win for the Warriors. And uh, did it in quite unlikely fashion. Oh, of course they won, hey. Of course they won. That is the Warriors. What yeah. a ripper, though. Yeah, like you say, I was um, I was out chase, I was out watching a bit of motorsport. Out, uh, just getting my petrol head fix on. <laughs> so uh, I only caught the second half, and then every replay I've caught this week has been the second half. So I'm pretty well schooled up on that. But jeez, uh, yeah, they were, it looks like they were giving were they giving the ball some air the first half as well. Like it was. A little bit, but certainly um, opened it up more in the second, which is yeah. which is why the the hundred percent completion rate was so impressive. They really were giving it some air. Cody, uh, it was chancing his arm. Um, Montoya saw a fair bit of the ball on the on the right hand flank. Um, it's out of it, isn't it? All Cody needs is a good kick up the ass from the TWL podcast, <laughs> and it comes right. Well, he, yeah, he got one hell of a bake last week from us and uh, credit to him for how well he played. The the key is, I guess, and we talked about this last week, is, you know, he very a uh, man of the match next week and he almost was if it wasn't for Roger being so unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, the key is, you know, that sort of level from Cody each week and we're on to a bit of a winner there. But, yeah, credit to him for that 80 minutes. I thought he was superb. Um, took yeah. took responsibility for running the attack and, and had that right side humming him and Roger together was Roger is a joke eh? that dude is insane is I, and I talked to I talked to a rugby because I'm in the far south and I Highlanders country it's pretty rugby heavy down here and I don't know if rugby fans know what they're getting with two of us a shit coming across I don't think they understand that he is something else yeah, I just hope that his uh, skills can, or his qualities can flourish in rugby. I kind of think he's going to be a little bit wasted because, Jesus, work rate is just unbelievable. Um, and again, I'm just bringing up his stats from Sunday's game. We have 249 metres on 26 runs, 80 post-contact, two line breaks, seven tackle breaks, and the match-winning try there. Um, Other than that, he was quiet. Yeah, yeah, a bit slack other than that. But uh, no, Roger, the three Dally M points is right up there in the Dally M reckoning. These ones he most certainly deserved after maybe getting a couple of token points earlier in the year. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, any question that he's uh, not going to put in or anything like that in his last season for us, he's, he's steaming towards a Player of the Year award, fourth in five years it would be. Um, so he's only two points off the lead, isn't he? He's on, is he on yeah. 10 points and then... Mitchell was on 13, but he gets him deducted for getting banned, doesn't he? Yeah, so he's, you know, right out of the, well, way. So I think Tedesco's, Tedesco's there on 12. Yeah. Rogers there, he's uh, good on him. Yeah, if they, uh, imagine Dally M uh, oh. exiting on a second Dally M, that'd be insane. Yeah. But it was just great. It, it was um, one of those games that you like to see from him getting so much ball in the attacking half. Um yeah. yeah, actually getting some decent ball and decent position, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. He got them out of trouble too, but he was, he was getting it a lot 
um, around that sort of 40 meter line and yeah then scoring that try after yeah you would have forgiven the Warriors for folding up a bit after Dufty scored yeah um, because they, they had were some... they were against the Dragons had run, looked like they had run out of puff after a solid month though didn't they their forwards were zero nowhere near the intensity they'd been in previous weeks but Jesus I'll still take it and the Warriors took took the opportunity and done them. Another guy that definitely deserves some praise after uh, copping it from us last week is Wade Egan, close to his best, I yeah. thought, for uh, for us so far. Uh, yeah, none of the none of the silly stuff or the unnecessary stuff, and brilliant deception to set up that first try for Tohu, and was just otherwise really sound. Um, I, I, I think he's capable of, capable of playing that every week, what he produced the weekend. He's yeah. not a, I think he can do that. He just tries too hard some other weeks. But um, I guess that's the key. Each um, round preview game we're looking into for each round, we pick who could be the deciding factor and rip them a new one yeah. on the potty. Yeah. And they'll perform. Yes. Uh, I did see... Which which may or may not have had more to do with their performance than um, than our podcast back, but uh, Michael Burgess reporting for New Zealand Herald, uh, big big uh, friend of the show, good man mine Mike he uh, talked to Wade Egan earlier in the week and they had a bit of a a meeting about how poorly they uh, played against Manly and you know vowed to take ownership of of um of the next game and they well and truly did that. Sean O'Sullivan a bit quiet compared to his first few games, but doesn't he was. He's, he's still a, a fairly inexperienced NRL player. But to see uh Nick Arima in particular and Egan. Yeah, for some reason I've got a soft spot for O'Sullivan, so I'm giving him more of a chance than probably other players would get in my roasting at the moment. I don't yeah. know why. I thought he was, yeah, just a sort of feature as he as prominent as he had no. since coming into the side, but he wasn't too poor. Um, and another guy that absolutely blew me away with his performance, Josh Curran. What was, a... Yeah, maybe he's been playing like that in the Queensland Cup. He was he was on fire. He was what we were hoping Surinam was going to be playing like for the first few rounds. Yeah, uh, 80 minutes he played, 16 um, runs for 142 metres and 50 tackles too and really made an impact every time he had the ball I thought and uh, deservedly he'll play consecutive NRL games for the first time in his career this week First time? Yeah he's, he's only played a handful still he's been you yeah. know played a couple here and there and he's been around the traps for a couple of years but uh, yes yeah, first time consecutive weeks so well deserved and one good thing, one thing I'm liking about him, it's pretty rad seeing a set of a kid of Aboriginal headgear getting around in the Warriors team. It looks yeah. cool. Yeah. It looks real cool. So hopefully you can, that sort of form up could be a bit of a weapon for us. And given our injuries, uh, depth isn't looking too bad. And well, on the Fords, you know, we've sort of already forget Vanilla Blake's out for four months and, um, and move on. But that pack's looking all right. Uh, it is. Backline, we're running out of troops. Um, I, I don't, I don't mind because it's gonna. I don't mind running out of troops because I'm still not sold on the backline. And it, the more, more they get injured, the closer we get to the ones that I want to see on the paddock. So who are you? Who are you still hoping to see out there? Some of these. Young... I'm keen to see old Reese though, mate. Old Walshy. Keen oh. to see Walshy get a run. And more Paul, Paul Turner. Walsh and Paul Turner on some wings or 
and one in the centre and one on a wing would be quite nice for me at the moment. I'll be happy with that. His first try and was pretty solid. Didn't really get too many chances to to run the ball, but um, yeah, he, he was uh, plugged a Has good. He got get- a bit bigger. It certainly looks a bit more um, imposing than he did last year. Yeah. When he, uh, yeah, he always had those big shoulders, but he had the little bum. He had the little bum. But it looks like he, it looks like, it looks like he's been doing a bit of glute work. Um, Peter Haku dislocated shoulder off after five minutes. Um, yeah, not just not getting not getting the luck this year, old pet. Uh, Pompey out two, two to four weeks. Aiken still a few weeks off. Uh, yeah, um, Foster Two will come back into the side this week, and Jack Murchie named at centre. Now we'll. We've opened up the mailbag on Twitter and we've got plenty of questions, so we'll sort of go through this team while we do that rather than double handle. Um, I've got a few yeah, little tidbits on Reese Walsh as well, but should we just get into the... Yeah, open the bag. Open the bag. Zip. Okay. okay. Uh, well, first of all, I think just go through these uh, fairly randomly, but um, I'm going to throw this one to you. Brothers from uh, Domo MC. He's, um, he's, he's basically just asked how um, are we so far? Are we happy with how they're going? He reckons they're tracking pretty well considering the injury situation. You know, start gelling takes time and confidence. Uh, what's your what's your take on how we're placed after six rounds? I I am reasonably happy. I reckon it's a B minus for me at the moment. The Okay. The 50-50, that's pretty much what we were stating at the start would get us through to some finals. They had that dud game against Manly, but the good thing is they've, they've taken the opportunities with luck a couple of times this year. Like they got they got Raiders. Raiders got unlucky with the injuries. But, yeah, they're, they're taking their opportunities. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm reasonably happy and quite buoyant with what's sort of sitting in the shadows still to come with the likes of Walsh and how the, how the team could grow. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm positive. Yeah, I think definitely. Uh, like if we'd gone down last week, we're really disappointing. We'd probably be uh, yeah, it would yeah. be a bit of a disappointment. But it was a great bounce back after the Manly game to come out and play like that against the team that won four straight. Um, I'd give it a pass. Maybe yeah, I'd probably go C plus so far. It's still a long way to go and. I definitely think they're well placed to make a push to the finals, particularly if we can get Fenua what Blake. If we had a loss to the Dragons, if we had lost, yeah. Um, depending on the nature of the loss, I'd still say we we're you know a chance of the finals, but yeah. yeah, probably would have been feeling a bit pessimistic to be honest. Uh, yeah. I, how about that crowd at the Dragons game? I think there's the most that one of the worst crowds that's what come a bunch up. of sucks, man. Across the TV, I don't know if it was just because, you know, it was, it was against my team, but man alive, did they... They pissed and moaned about it. There's only 11,000 of them as well, because it's still restricted. Oh, Have they got a microphone sit between, yeah. between the, these two 80-year-old boomers? Yeah, uh, it was it was crazy. It was infuriating, really. Normally, it wouldn't bother me, but really... Yeah, uh, that one, that one, and them, and that one, that game, and the Canberra game, those two of... Those crowds... Ah, screw them. They lost both occasions. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think it's a pass, Domo. It's a yeah. pass. Um, what else have we got here? We'll 
Well, okay, on the same uh, same sort of track here, Ken Mace has asked, how do we think Brownie has gone so far? Again, he's pointed to the disruption through injuries, but we seem competitive amongst that mid-pack. Do you, do you give, I guess, if you're given the team a pass mark, do you give Brownie a pass mark? I guess so. And, and part of the thing in my figuring, thinking about this team, I haven't really thought about Nathan Brown as the coach this year. I've always just thought about the team, and I haven't really thought too much about him. I did like the fact, after post-game, I heard one of the players getting interviewed, and Brownie had told them, chuck the ball around, get, like, and during the week for their training, it's like, come on, boys, let, let's play some footy, this is, this one out's not working, so I was kind of happy that the coach is actually telling them to have a bit of fun and get into it a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed his rhetoric after the games, and you know, he's bitterly disappointed after the Manly game. Um, game plan wise, still, hopefully, it's all progress. I hope he doesn't. I hope it's it's going to evolve a bit more as the season goes on because it's been very conservative. There's maybe some signs that um, there's a bit more to it as the season wears on, as they get a bit more familiar. But I don't, yeah. I don't think he's a football genius. I don't know if he's that type of coach. I think he's. I think he's a type of coach that players like to play. I think he's a, he'd be a good bloke rather than a genius. I yeah, I don't think game plans are ever going to be Brownie's strong point, but he might just get the team being positive and in a positive mindset to go out there and have a bit of fun. And defensively, the besides uh, the first half against Canberra, and then I guess the Roosters game was a bit disappointing defensively, but they've defended very very well um, across the. Across the first yeah. rounds, not a hallmark of Nathan Brown coach teams. It's only that one game against Manly that's caused a bit of a piss in the moan, really, all season. Yeah, I thought, yeah, the Roosters game was disappointing, but the Manly game was the only real disaster. Um, so How much yeah, better do we feel now that Manly gave that up, gave them a flogging in the weekend? Well, um, yeah, um, that's a good point. Manly, who did they flog? Uh, the Titans. That's right, yeah. yeah. And but, uh, that makes that loss against Manly a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah. Uh, so we'll keep ripping through these. I'll, so I don't lose my place. I'm just going to go from the top. Born Again Warrior has asked, uh, how close do you think the 18-year-old hooker, uh, Taniela Otokolo, is a um, bit of a gun, apparently. How long before he... Um, Gets a run in the first grade team. He's been in the 21 for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, I guess it depends on the on how Brown wants to make up his bench and whether he thinks Egan is, is an 80-minute hooker for the rest of the year. Um, but apparently this so kid I don't, is, know, I, don't know much, I don't know much about this dude. What's your – educate me on him. What's he like? Uh, a bit of a live wire and – Big raps on him. Haven't really seen much of him, much footage of him. But you know, yeah. score a try, um, and huge raps is basically all I've seen. Um, yeah, yeah. And that he's is one of the better, better teenagers uh, coming out of New Zealand in recent times. So, I yeah, I can definitely see. Uh, I'm not sure if he's sort of capable of playing other positions. I know, I know I that think... jazz there is always that sort of backstop if Egan were to get injured so you know maybe are we better off with a, a sort of four forward bench or they've been playing Turner off the bench um, Turner yeah. off the bench I know Turner's been playing good but it's a waste of a bench position 
Yeah, I'm off the bench, I think. It's a dud move. It'll take yeah, Egan but, to get injured before someone else will come in, won't it? At the moment, into hooking. Especially yeah. with how unstable these injury, like it, until the back line and all that stabilise injury wise, they'll have to carry that back on the bench, really. Yeah, well, they, they can't this week because uh, there's, they've run out of them. You've got a forward playing centre and Paul Turner's out. He's injured too, so. Oh, the, the, oh that's right. He did too. Your four forward bench, and you know, you know, with Jazz with that d- dummy half cover, Bailey Serenin can um, can probably cover centre at a pinch. Plays a bit of five eight too, but we will come to uh, the makeup of this week's team in these questions. I'm sure someone has uh, I'm sure someone has asked that this is great listening, by the way, as I scroll through um, a bunch of questions. Um, there you go. Who is it? Uh, here we go. Um, Brad, uh, Brad Inger, Inger. Um, sorry, Brad. I, I keep forgetting how to pronounce your last name. Check out their. Um, check out Brad. He's got um, great podcast as well on New Zealand Sports Radio um, on Wednesday night. So check that out. Um, the boys are doing a great job there. But he's asked, do you think uh, Murchie will stay at centre this week, or we see a reshuffle on? On game day with uh, Rocco Berry or Reese Walsh moving into the back line. Um, now, Di Henwood has tried to cut our lunch and answer this question for us there. Di has said, can't see Walsh moving to the back line as Fussell Ken would have to push to the centres. He thinks Murchie will start at four. Uh, Di is in the minority. Everyone seems to think that Murchie will be moved out and someone else will come in. I kind of think they will stick with Murchie at four. Um, They'll a, stick with Matt Year Four. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a big game, Anzac Day against the Storm, um, to be bringing in a debutant. As much yeah. as I'm excited to see one of the, uh, both of those guys get a run at some stage, may not quite be the occasion. And uh, Murchie. Who does Murchie go against? Is he up against Olam or? No, he's up against if. If uh, my calculations are correct, assuming that Montoya stays on the right where he's playing, uh, and and Murchie's been playing at um, well actually Murchie did come in into that uh, Canberra game off the bench for Hiku when he went off at right centre, but plays on the left or has been playing on the left. He was on the left when he cut through and set up that try for Ken um, a couple of weeks ago at Manly. Against Manly, so yeah, I think the way the team's lined up, he's he'll be on at left centre, Murchie, up against Remus Smith. Up against Remus Smith, yeah, he'll stay there. He's too, uh, yeah, they won't. You're, you're dead right. They won't do it against the Storm in an Anzac Day game, unless something else happens before game day, injury wise. That will be the team. So who's the be- uh, Who is the bench? Can we? Who is the bench this week? We've got Jazz. Holy Turner. Jazz. Bunty, Leeson, Bailey Serenin. So well, that's all right, eh? Oh, it's, yeah, good, good solid, solid bet. bet. But it doesn't, yeah, and Serenin does give you that centre cover if if something was to happen out wide again. Um, yeah, yeah, but there might, but there was a bit of shuffling around last week, so maybe Nathan Brown does have a few, uh, few late uh, options, late changes up his sleeve. Uh, the the extended reserves is Rocco Berry, Tom Ale, Reese Walsh, and the guy we were talking about before, Taniella uh, Otokulo, 
Colo. Um, Gee, I'd love to see Ale in there for Kane Evans. Oh, he's yeah, he hasn't impressed in his two games really, um, and I think yeah. Ale was unlucky to miss out last week. So monitor that situation, but he's been named to start again, Kane Evans. But uh, do you want me to monitor it, or are you going to monitor it? Oh, I'll let you keep an eye on that one, mate. If I've got a few other I'll things, moni- I'll monitor that situation. Okay, cool. Thank you. Right, yes, consider it monitored. So you think that we won't see any changes to the seventeen nah, name? I I can't see not not in the starting lineup anyway. It may be a swap around onto the bench, but I can't see anything happening in the starting lineup. I just want to talk nah. about Reese Walsh while we're hovering around the subject. I've, I think it's only a matter of time. I just think he is he's just got something this kid, and they're going to have to bring him in. Watched the, some highlights of him playing for Redcliffe on the weekend. He was at 5'8". 40-20. Um, yeah, 40-20. Try from dummy half. Um, sensational um, cover Roger-esque tackle. Roger-esque cover yeah. tackle, yeah. And, and all that uh, like six. Um, you know, the, he's an option. Surely he's got to be an option for the halves. Um, I think he would handle wing or even centre at a pinch. Uh, and... Interestingly, and uh, they're talking about it on the advantage line. Blake Ashford was on the the advantage line, the TAB's uh, regularly podcast with uh, Nick Tedeschi and and Matt Fisk and Paul Moati. He's he reckons that there's a chance that Walsh will come in at fullback even as soon as this weekend with Roger pushing into the halves. I can't quite see that. Oh, uh, don't do that. Roger's in a half. He's a he's an amazing fullback, but he's not a half. It's it yeah, like it just seems like Walsh would almost be a better option at five eight than than Roger. Um, yeah, the way that he you know if he can kick a forty twenty in a Queensland Cup game, he's have a pretty decent kick game. I'd be disappointed if um, Walsh didn't at least get like ten games on the wing this year. Yeah, if we got to the end of the year and he hadn't had ten games on the wing on the field with Rog. Um, yeah, I think opportunity in this. He's yeah, it's so it's, God, it's pretty rad having someone that exciting sitting there waiting to unleash, eh? Yeah, um, we'll be frothing. Him on a wing, you and Aiken back at a center, Hiku on what on a center, and then yeah. those other three boys, Fuss, Melmalo, and Montoya, just getting to pick the best one who's on form out of those three. Yeah, absolutely. And there's well, and Pompey in the mix. Did you? I didn't, I didn't put ads in there. I didn't put ads in there. No, sorry. Yeah, everyone, when we're when we're at full uh, full capacity, and, and it's worth mentioning, Montoya has exceeded my expectations in the Warriors jumper. Still, don't still not crazy about him, but he's gone a lot better than I thought he. Yeah. Thought he, thought he had a few nice touches, and and his work rate's been really good. He's um, Edric Lee, isn't he? Yeah, there's a bit of him, a bit of that about him. Uh, Pompey's been. Good at what Pompey does, running. He's just a big strapping unit. Um, yeah. It's not much of a. Uh, he's not a winger's centre. He's not going to rack up a bunch of tries. I'm no. not sure I've seen him pass to a winger yet uh, when he's played centre. You know, I would mind <laughs> seeing him out on the wing when it, when a few more troops are back, particularly if uh, if Fuss isn't isn't going. Uh, Still struggling. Jeez, yeah. he's turned on him. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him. Hopefully, with the right side attack, getting getting a bit more ball um, on the weekend, we might see Fuss come into the frame a bit more if he is back against the Storm. Yeah. 
It's a, it's um, a hard one to he's a hard one to have a go at old Fuss because Jesus, he looks like a good bloke. Mm. He looks like a real gentle, nice guy, old Fuss. Um, so I always struggle attacking his game of footy a little bit, but he's he's not he's not there at the moment. He'd go he'd go great for the Catlin Dragons. <laughs> oh man, he'd, yeah, twenty five tries. Um, <laughs> I do feel sorry for him because he barely has t- touched the ball, and I know you know you got to make yeah. your own. But there's barely even got two passes from Fuss in an attacking position, let alone actually getting to him. It's um, a shame he missed last week's game, isn't it? He would have, yeah. he would have had quite a sharp game. What else is in the mailbag? Well, just on that, Anton Poser has, uh, has said um, he reckons that there's no way that Ken was injured last week. He reckons that... Um, sorry, Fuss was injured last week. You reckon that uh, Brown just sat him for a week? Interesting take. Um, Why would you sit him for one week, though? Well, I guess because of all our injuries out wide, we kind of kind of had to bring him back. But yeah, interesting. Um, Anton, you want to monitor that situation? I will keep an eye on that. Uh, You monitor that situation, please. Anton has a a off-field question for us. why are the hats you get as a member always the worst quality kind with a Velcro strap at the back? All that effort into designing one-off jerseys that nobody buys and still the same bargain bin hats. Whoa, cop that. I've got to agree. Those are terrible. i would never, ever, ever. I'm, you're a hat man. I'm a hat man. Yeah. And people never. that design those Warriors hats aren't hat men. No. They, uh, they design hats for people in their 50s. Yeah, that drive an MX5, they put it on, they in the weekend, her and him and the missus, Cheryl, they get in and put on their Warriors supporters hat and go for a cruise in the MX5, the top down. Yeah, uh, that, I remember a wee while ago, the, there was a few new era uh, made Warriors ones and they were good, but they need yeah, to do... I had one of them. Need to get back on that bandwagon, getting, you know, hat, quality hat manufacturers to make up some uh, Warriors ones for... Yeah, just like a classic 59-50 snapback, yeah. new era. Bad. Yeah, Mitchell Nets or... Yeah. Oh, anyway. But he's not wrong. They, uh, they don't get on your head. They just sort of sit on the top. Like one of those, <laughs> yeah. I, don't want to, I don't want to be culturally insensitive, but what is it that the Jewish people wear on the back of their... The yarmulke. That's, that's what it's like. It's a yarmulke <laughs> of a peak. You don't get on anything. You get half a gust of wind. She's gone. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing like holding it to your head. It's a really. yarmulke. Oh, I got myself a yarmulke. Uh, Warriors yarmulke from Rebel Sport the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good question there, Anton. Um, I don't know the answer to it, Can't but I certainly, I certainly feel uh, your pain there. Um, Joe Blow. Yeah. Uh, Joe, back to the back line. Joe Blow. Game has changed with the pace. Uh, which we lack in our backline. Seems these days we need pace over power. Yeah, but is uh, the whole Ken and Fuss power combo a little bit outdated if, uh, if Fuss isn't scoring tries? You've as tough as it is to say, I think it is redundant. I think it is... Well, you watch some of these other teams, like even that dish pig at the St. George Dragons. Just all that zippy, zippy, not, can't work out what's actually going on with them type play. It's... Mm-hmm. Just works better at the moment. Sorry if you can hear that in the background. There's some uh, hones on their dirt bikes just across the road. Um, next question, you Manu. Got a street gang, you got a street gang up there. Yeah, 
I've be, just better keep an eye on that. Uh, maybe you might have to vamp for a bit if I have to run out there and sort sort anything out. Um, <laughs> <Case it. laughs> uh, Manu's twenty ten. Where do we go with Cody after last week versus Manly? I said I'm done with him. Then he turns out a really busy and engaged performance against Dragons. Is he back in the good books or is it just another day and the all too familiar Cody, great one week, absent the next five cycle? We did kind of cover that before, but yeah, I guess the you know, you're not really in a position to drop him at the moment. Um, no. and it's those performances that he does produce that, you know, keep you hanging in there. Um, My opinion hasn't changed though, at all. No, I, I still think he's a utility. I, I still would rather someone. I still hope we go find someone else to purchase in the halves. Um, yeah, my overall opinion still has not changed. It's going to take. It's going to take ten rounds of that shit. Well, a bit of um, shuffling in the the um, very intriguing halfback player market. So, Chad Townsend yeah. is off to. Um, is off to North Queensland. That uh, probably means that the Sharks may be more inclined to hang on to Sean Johnson. Sharks chasing Adam Reynolds. But Parramatta coming out of nowhere um, to apparently have a have a dig at, uh, at Adam Reynolds, which would mean that Mitchell Moses is uh, on the outer. And Brad, would you be throwing some of that RTS money at, at Mitch Moses? I, I, I'm a Mitch Moses fan. Yeah, I, I would. The the shit thing with Mitchell Moses would have to pay him probably one hundred and fifty to two hundred grand more than the Broncos are going to pay would pay him. But yeah, yeah, that's my only that's my only gripe with going for a Mitch Moses. I don't know. Um, with the Sharks, what, what about a Moylan? How terrible! I think he's been playing pretty good. Oh, yeah, he's uh, stepped up. Um, yeah, on the outer. On the outer, he's not going to get the money he's got. I um I I'd probably a realistic poke would be for me on form at the moment would be Matt Moylan with a and oh, I can't I can't endorse Matt Moylan and Matt, he's twenty nine or oh, just about to turn thirty um yeah maybe at the end of a big season and if he wasn't getting a, a deal at the Sharks um yeah I don't know I'd be a little bit wary of that one. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, who else is there? It, it, well, it doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem to matter because anyone can just go find another team whenever they want, it seems now. So it's true. It's gonna be more, Mitch, I'd love Mitch Moses. I'd love a Mitch Moses at our team. And you'd, uh, would you keep Cody with them or would you and nah, maybe Chanel as a utility or would you be uh, trying uh, to move Cody on? And I think... I think, I think um, I think Cody would be more of a live wire utility. I don't know. It would be either pairing him with Chanel or O'Sullivan, I'd say. That would be my way and let O'Sullivan and Chanel play off for that other half position. He can be flighty Moses, but he doesn't go missing the same way that Cody does on occasion. Um, you know, if he has a bad game, he's still super involved Moses. That's my sort of take on the, the Eels games that I've seen anyway. Yeah. Uh, that would sort of allow Harris DeVita to develop maybe like Dylan Brown has. Um, we'll yeah, yeah. Skirt yeah. over the, the Dylan Brown scenario. I think everyone else has covered that off enough. Um, 
and yeah, I go, yeah, where do you go with Cody? I think he does get the whole season to prove himself and because it depends on when they start renegotiating. Yeah, so he's off contract, does he? At the end uh, of the he's got an option, option. option in his favour. But, some, you know, whether he whether he's in demand or that's yeah, the other yeah. factor. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. Would anyone want him? Do you reckon there'd be any of these teams, the likes of North Queensland, the Tigers, all these people, one halves, the Sharks, would they be entertaining the thought of Nicarima? Uh, I could imagine, although they've kind of got, you know, they've got drink water up there in North Queensland, but I can imagine them being a decent fit for Chad Townsend, who they are paying way too much, by the way, $2 million over three yes, years. Yes, they are. They are. They really like not, are. He's not on the, um, on the up, Chad Townsend. He's going to be the Moses Imboy in 18 months. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't see that being a, a great value option for the Cowboys. Um, you know, I can imagine him, Cody, flourishing along alongside like an Adam Reynolds or the dominant half. But, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll probably be talking about Cody every week. So stay, uh, yeah, keep listening. Manu's 2010 and we'll come up with a different answer every week probably. Um, <laughs> Uh, Claire McAnulty, um, loyal listener, um, great to see her question on here. Uh, thoughts on the season so far? Why are some players still named each week when they are playing well below their ability, and how to get the wingers in the game more? Uh, to answer the last question, I think hopefully we sort of saw a bit of an answer to that um, with Cody playing better. This you know, but yeah. Chris, a bit more width, and uh, we'll see. Wingers get the ball. Um, still working out their shape. Like there's not really too many well uh, constructed backline block plays or anything that are, are going to create a half overlap. Um, we just haven't seen it from them this year, apart from maybe that Newcastle game with Roger chiming in. He uh, ended up putting Foss over in the corner. That's about the only time we've sort of seen the wingers get the ball in attacking position from um, you know from a from a set or planned move. Um, if they're still quiet by round 10, I'll be starting to get real pissy if those wings are still playing the same and they get picked every week with what's laying around the club at the moment. Um, same with Kane Evans. Yeah, Claire, I think Claire's right. There is a couple that are just hanging in there. Yeah. I don't, I, the teams, how different do you reckon the team's going to be at the last round of this year compared to oh, now? I don't know. I think we could see, you know, up to, seven or eight changes if we're at full yeah. strength injury free uh there's you know we've got a lot of guys in the casualty ward that would be definite you know in the in your first choice 17 you'd think you know hiku pompey for two that are that are just out from last week for blake aiken so uh yeah plenty of and yeah a lot of depth in the squad a few young guys gagging for an opportunity definitely a lot of um scope for change I guess the more that the, the, it's a double-edged sword, though. That the more we win, the less change there's going to be as well. We, yeah. um, so you, we're going to have to go for a pretty horror month for any change to happen, and then we're going to be out of the running. So it's yeah, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. We really want to see these other players get a chance, but we want to win games as well. And so, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hurts uh, the old head trying to think about. 
Yeah, almost need a, a month break mid-season so they can play a bunch of trials and prove themselves again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think, yeah, um, I guess it's still early in the season. Nathan Brown hasn't pulled the trigger too much and maybe injuries have sort of forced his hand a bit, but he's, well, he did, you know, he did drop the bomb on Qatar and sent him back to Queensland Cup. He's still oh, not back to anyone. Yeah, um, that's Richie, true. Murchie was a late exclusion. Was he? He was 18th man in the end last week, or was he? I can't remember if he was originally named in the 17, but he didn't play last week. So you know, he hasn't been too afraid to. Yeah, to that's true. Someone, if he, if um, if it's you know. We can't be going that bad because the NRL is not all over us, and Brown's not all over the news. There's a lot yeah. of other terrible teams and coaches and that getting around at the moment. We're actually ticking along quite nicely. Uh, who else have we, what else have we got here? Uh, Mikey Mike's asked, do we have any outside backs with real speed in the junior grades coming through? Uh, not really sure, Mikey Mike. I mean, obviously Walsh. Um, there's Junior Ratova, who the Fijian uh, guy that we signed midway through last year, ex-Storm under-20s and um, signed on with the Crusaders for breaking his leg. I haven't really heard too much out of What's going on with him lately? Uh, yeah, it seems like we're crying out for some speed on the on the flank. Yeah, just some out and out pace. It is Walsh. I don't know how quick's Berry. It's about the only ones, isn't it? There's always that live. God, I wish we had a scene set too. I really wish he had got a run in the Warriors. It doesn't if he isn't by now, he's not going. I don't think. Well, he's he's actually with Redcliffe as a Redcliffe player at the moment now. Oh, contracted to them. Um, so, you know, I guess that because of that relationship, it could open up a chance for him later in the year. We haven't heard how he's going, really. At the Dolphins, um, just on Ken, I thought he was... Uh, oh, he had came up with a terrible attempt to tackle on Ravalala. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's been a couple of those from Ken this year. Maybe that sternum injury is still bothering him, but I thought otherwise, and he didn't get the attacking chances, but Man, he was pretty impressive. Some of his clean-up work and uh, big run meters. That I'll high put... ball at the very last, that last high ball of the game, that diffused, that was that got my heart rate down nicely. Yeah. And, I yeah. needed that catch. Huge, huge play, and he came up with another couple of his bootlaces and diffused some pretty prickly situations. So, yeah. Good on you, yeah, it was that one he caught and he just sort of pushed it to the ground. Yeah. That one right on his laces. That was awkward as all hell, but it, he got away with it. Um, what yeah, else well, was I going to say? How's the mailbag looking? Yeah, I've we're emptying it out. Yeah. You've got a question. Are you gonna... I've got a question. This All this week, and it's, I think it's quite exciting. The whispers of Perinara to the Roosters. Yeah, is it is. This, a... Is this something that's been staring us blatantly in the face the whole time, that positional swap? between rugby and league? Uh, well, I've always sort of thought it because obviously you don't play first receiver as halfback yeah. in, in um, union and that it, there are some similarities there, particularly on attack. It's more the sort of defensive workload that might make it quite difficult. Someone to... at that level, though, like someone at that level is going to be able to learn to tackle. Yeah, I guess it's just about, you know, I can see him being... I can see it being... Rush. You know, if, if he, you know, played half an hour each game coming off the bench, I can see him being pretty good pickup for the Roosters. If it's, and if it's this year, that, you know, Jake Friend is uh, 
is done. Sandra yeah. still not back. There's you know there's a bit of a need there. I can see it working. It's fascinated more than anything rather than convincing. Yeah, I'm quite excited by. I reckon it could be an absolute masterstroke. The running game's going to be brilliant as well. But like they they've played all their lives running around looking for lazy players around a ruck to have a snipe straight up the field. And it's, gonna, it's no different to a couple of lazy markers there, and he's going to be gone. Yeah, he's a particularly good uh, ball runner as well as among Union halfbacks. So I'd, I'd hope hope we do see it, just out of curiosity more than anything. Um, and, and then if he does go well, if he just plays signs for the Roosters this season, Warriors next season. Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> m- moving on to the couple of few questions we've got left, um, David Inge. In, uh, I think I've butchered that. I, I got it right the first time um, when we gave him a shout out. But anyway, David has asked, will Hayes leaving be the next Chance Nickel Clogstad uh, slash Isaiah Papali'i? Um, good question, and we haven't covered that yet. Hayes leaving, uh, curious timing going to the Eels when we, we probably would have been in the team this week, you would have thought, if, if not for that. Um, yeah. I don't know that he is going to quite kick on like Chans and and uh, Papali'i have. For but... every Chans and Papali'i, et cetera, et cetera, there's a Hagano, a Lola here, yeah. uh, a Brad Abbey. Like, everyone always barks about the um, the good ones we've missed, but you never hear them complaining about the bad ones. We Well, not the bad ones, but the ones that didn't kick on. Yeah, well. yeah Carlos Tornavaves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think... See, yeah, Tonga, what, remember Licky Licky that went to Newcastle? Yeah. Not, he was a champion in the um, under 20s. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't see it happening. I've, I kind of see it, struggle to see where he fits in at the Eels this year, at least. I mean, yeah, he's just going to be a bit of a backup, I think. Um, yeah, and he just it just doesn't quite seem to have the right be good enough in any position. I've, I've more than impressed with him last year at centre and wing. Obviously a good playmaker and could, can handle fullback, but I don't think he's a bit of a jack-of-all-trades. But There's that. no position for him, and it's sort of, I, I sort of get the same, and I don't want it to be, and I hope they find somewhere like Paulie Turner. There's no sort of one made position for the guy on a field yet. Um, Perrin's the same. I, I, I don't mind losing him. I, I think he's a good player, but I think he's replaceable as well. Yeah, it's um, it's more, I guess, the, the current situation with the injuries that is disappointing that he's gone. But uh, yeah, not not too gutted about that one. Wish him all the best. Hopefully, he gets a bit of a run at the Eels. Um, speaking of the Eels, man, Papali'i is just absolutely. Uh, if I was a starter, I'd be testing him every week. His performances have been unbelievable it's in every crazy. game. It's great. He's obviously just walked in and talked to the absolute perfect person for him and said, we're going to change your body shape to this and you're going to be a cannonball. And he spent three months at a gym, built some legs, and now he's nuts. And I'm not, I'm definitely not, I just don't see that uh, being able to happen for him if he'd stayed at the Warriors. He, no. He was terrible the last two years for the he most ne- he needed to leave as much as the Warriors needed him to go he had it was a he had a great season when we made the finals in 2018 although he was a very different looking player the way he played and the way his, his body shape was he was only yeah. then um and in the last couple of years just a bit of a unpredictable 
um, penalty giving, bad error making, occasionally played well. Type guy, but he's just gone to you know. If he if you play a whole year like this, it's you know you're boring an elite forward. It's, yeah, um, second daily M second row of the year, shit. Yeah. yeah, so you know, good luck to him. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, no, but I don't think he's to be the next uh, chance or Papali. I don't think we'll see a repeat of that. Certainly not this year. Um, or straight away. Uh, Samuel St. George, who do we need? What positions to fill spots on our roster? I'm guessing it means for next year. Um, yeah, I'd be looking at a half. I just, I don't really see too many decent hookers on the market. Nah. If, if we were to lose patience with um, with Wade Egan, I'd like to see another uh, proven outside back. Like if you could get... A Joey Manu or someone like that. Yeah. Um, where, you know, the, the back of this two to five is looking a little bit pedestrian. I'd, it'd be good to have an absolute um, tear a team apart second rower. Yeah. I'd like that. Even if it was someone simplistic like that at the Knights, I've always liked that Lachlan Fitzgibbon. One of those rangy yeah. ones that can get an arm through the line. And yeah, I'd like something that in a second rower. Like you say, the hooker's thin, but ideal if there were hookers on the market, it would be a hooker, half, centre or wing. Well, we do have that second row in our ranks. He's just gone off the boil, and that's Katoa. Well, that, yeah, that's very true. And that it's out of it, how invisible you come when you're not yeah. playing well. Um, you know, big-time second-year syndrome by the looks of it. Hopefully we see him bounce back and could be still a weapon for us this year. Yeah. Um, have we... Cover it all to have a quick scan. Oh, we'll finish off with um, with unsubscribe PhD. Uh, he's he's given us a fun one to finish with. What three Warriors, current and former players, would you share a carton of double brown with? Ooh. Oh, this is going to be hard to come up on the spot. You Have you got any? You've read the question earlier. Have you got one that can start the ball? Uh, the one that I, the first Warrior I'd, um, I'd pick would be Kevin Campion. Loved him as a player. Uh, had a had a bit to do with him in recent years, interviewing him and and reminiscing. Uh, just a champion bloke. Loves a beer. Um, yeah, just that he'd be my the one that that comes to mind immediately for me. Mannering is the first one that comes to mind for me. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon he'd like a dart too. He'd have a dart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't that. mind a dart with a beer. I reckon Mannering would it would pinch a pole off you. Um, <laughs> who else? Um, Ali Lautiti would have been fun. I reckon he would have been a good yeah. one to have a couple of beers with. Who else? Who else? You got anyone else? Um, from what I've seen of um, Gene Namu in retirement, he seems like a good bloke. I wouldn't mind uh, right. yeah, reminiscing about the. The old days with him over a few double browns. There's the there's the easy one that every yobbo would go. There's the Mark Ellis. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the Mark Ellis. Um, who, who out of brother? Who out of this team now? We've all picked recent past players. Who we got in there now? Oh, um, they don't look like piss drinkers anymore though. That's the problem, eh? Yeah. This champion looks like he likes a beer. Like a lot of these boys now, I don't know if they'd be in. The, there'd be a couple of you'd be in the long whites or the. Uh, <laughs> Your um. Little pre Maybe some pals. Yeah, yeah. Um, who looks like a 
sink him, but murder a bear. I reckon Chanel would love a bear. Yeah. I'd get Chanel. I'd get a box for Chanel. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Chanel, Mannering, and Ali. Ali and that. Ali would be singing. I reckon he'd be on a guitar. Me and Mannering just punching yeah. darts. And Chanel smashing, crushing cans on his forehead. <laughs> Try doing funnels. Um, yeah. What <laughs> the. Oh. <laughs> Uh, there you go, unsubscribe PhD. There's a, there's a few there to choose from. Um, thanks, everyone, for getting to us so promptly. Um, wasn't quite ready for that uh, volume of questions, but uh, hopefully we answered them sufficiently. Better fucking rip into... Um, yeah, we have to strike this one pretty quick. Uh, we haven't even talked about our game at all. Uh, oh, shit. Ripping into round seven tonight, Panthers Knights. Uh, by the time most of you hear this, it'll be totally redundant. But anyway, is it a Penrith bloodbath, Brad, or will the Knights carry on from where they picked off, picked up uh, last week with that solid win over Cronulla? Jeez, oh, that's what? just about the most enjoyable game of the year, I thought. It was insane, wasn't it? And you oh, were going Cronulla, I was actually going for the Knights. Um, I. Penrith had a flat game last week, so I'm expecting them to come come out a little bit this week. Unfortunately, I'd like to see the Knights beat them, but Panthers by Panthers by ten. Uh, Caelan Ponga superb last week, despite having the runs by the sounds of it. And Brody Jones, cult hero oh. alert, and he was phenomenal. <laughs> what a buffhead! Holy hell! But man, did he come up some with some big plays? He looked like maybe it was the Knights jersey. He reminded me of Mark Sargent from back in the day. Yeah, or Brad Butterworth. Was it Butterworth? I was t- t- <laughs> Brad Butterworth, the sailor. <laughs> think t- Tony Butterfield, but close. Tony Butterfield. <laughs> Brad Butterworth was a navigator for Team New Zealand and Yachting, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, close. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Penrith, too strong out there, Penrith. Good 10 or 14 points in that one. Yeah. Uh, Titans Rabbitohs kicking off Friday's festivities. Titans thumped last week by Manly, thirty-six nil. Rabbitohs out of jail and Golden Point against the the uh, lowly Tigers, so they've got a point to prove. But they'll be doing it without Latrell Mitchell. Um, yeah, big game this one. Hard one to get a read on. Titans embarrassed. You'd really like to see them. Um, yeah, I can see them bouncing back this week. I'm, I'm going to go Titans in this one. I think. Yeah. Big Tino's out, um, so yeah, a lot on the that four pack shoulders. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I can't go past South Pack. I think in just the direction that that Reynolds gives them at seven, even without the trail, I think yeah. they'll get it done up there. Right. Um, that Mofot Awake is an awesome prop to watch, isn't he? Yeah, big fan of him actually. Yeah, huge fan. I'd love to see him in a Warriors jersey. Yeah. Uh, Eels Broncos second game on Friday, up in Darwin. Um, Eels, what did they get up to on the weekend? They did have a they win. They flogged Canberra. Yes, they did. Uh, good win that one as well. Uh, Broncos, uh, but yeah, pretty gutsy really to hold. They matched it with Penrith for seventy-seven odd minutes, and then um, Nathan Cleary went berserk, and twenty to twelve that game ended up. That's right. Um, I think they got. I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the Broncos beat Parramatta. 
I'd like to see it. I can't see it happening though. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Like credit to them for digging in last week, but they just don't have the points in them. No. Para there. Yeah, we'll go para. <laughs> uh, Super Saturday kicking off with Cronulla and the Bulldogs. Normally, I would avoid this game like the plague, but Sean Johnson returning off the bench. Very interested to see how he goes. Uh, maybe a bit earlier than we were expecting. Um, it sounds yeah. about how everyone seems to have forgotten how insanely good he was playing last year. Mm. And all of a sudden, he's out of favour there on contracts. Like this, he comes back exactly the same as he finished off. There's no way the Sharks will cut him loose. Not with Townsend going. Bit of a conundrum uh, in the coming weeks with yeah. and Townsend and Johnson trying to cram into two spots because you can't drop William Kennedy. He's been their best player at fullback. Um, you reckon Moylan will go to a centre? Uh, I don't know if he's got the... Has he not got it in him? Uh, the build for it, really. I think he's kind of wasted out there. So, yeah, very uh, interesting times ahead for well, old It's a bloody Kennedy. good headache to have, though, isn't it? Isn't it a good headache to have? Yeah. <laughs> love, a, love a good headache. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Bulldogs are just historically bad to start the season. <laughs> One of the, the, again, the Advantage Line TV's podcast. Uh, and old, poor old Nick, he's a Bulldogs tragic, and he, he is just in all sorts about how bad they are. He is fuming. He's calling them potentially the worst team of the NRL era, maybe of all time. Is that they, right? Well, that, the... The prospects of them not winning a game at all are reasonably high, although, you know, <laughs> yeah. the teams do, you say that, you know, teams start, what are they, on six now, you're like, oh, they might not win a game. They always win a game. They do. Um, but, yeah, you don't see where it's going to come from. That pack has just got to be the worst I've ever oh, seen. Oh, that shit. It's like they got them from trade staff. <laughs> They pick them up from outside some bus, outside trade staff every morning at 8 o'clock, take them to train and then take them back to trade staff. And they still cost a fortune because you've got to pay that extra to pay trade staff. But, um, yeah, no, that, that's shit. They are just shit. What's the score? Who cares? Cronulla uh, by 80. Yeah, it could be. Um, have you had some bad experiences with trade staff, uh, staff Brad? Is it, is it seems like a... Had a bit of a nerve there, mate. <laughs> I just know how much of a raw. It's a, yeah, well, they, they come and go. Being a builder, you use trade staff a bit. And, it, and it's funny what you get served up being told that this this guy, oh, no, nah, no, nah, he's good. He's <laughs> bloody good. Nah, he's been building for 16 years. No, nah, he's good. And he turns up, and the dude can't even do his own shoelace up, let alone build a house. <laughs> so, yeah, I had one guy turn, one guy, how's this? This out of it dude turned up from trade staff once. I was running this job. And he got sent to me, and he was wearing like a pair of like jeans. That's all good, but he had a studded belt on, like a studded punk belt, and then these crazy docks done up high. And he was just wearing a singlet. But then at lunch, this was in the morning, just rolled a singlet. But then at lunchtime, he took the singlet off and sat and sharpened a knife for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Topless uh, in a pair uh, of jeans. Yeah, what's man? He just had like a bit of. He was just sat there sharpening this like hunting knife for half an hour. Yeah. So that, that was the only day he done with me. Promptly gave him back. 
before he before he made an enemy. I didn't want to be <laughs> give him a chance of getting on the wrong side of him. Yeah, he was loose, loose. Oh, thanks for rescuing this podcast. Fifty-seven minutes in with a, the first decent anecdote, mate. Uh, <laughs> what what sort of what sort of markup are you paying trade stuff? Well, you may, you know they must get a, a semi decent. Um, yeah, I think they get about. I, think, what do I don't know. Top. What do you what what cream are they skimming off? Yeah, I think they get about ten. I don't know, five to ten bucks, maybe. Guessing mm. that's an all right bit of coin when you add that on to what you pay a normal person anyway. Mm. It's like yeah, it's it's definitely a yeah. I better not say too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anyone from Trade Stuff is out there listening, this Warriors Live podcast is always on the outlook for on lookout for sponsors. So uh, yeah, yeah, get in touch. <laughs> Moving on to the last game on Saturday, uh, Cowboys versus the Raiders and Tally. He was badly let down by the Raiders last weekend. We were down in Tekapopura's 40th. Um, big bunch of us there. We rushed home from dinner to from our from the restaurant to watch the Raiders. We gave him his uh, his 1994 throwback jersey for his birthday, and he sat down and got. Dished, dished up a pretty ordinary performance against the Eels. He wasn't happy. Poor Tally. Yeah, he, uh, he bounced back, but yeah, he was pretty disappointed. And he should be, and so was Ricky Stewart, who has just put a broom through the team. Um, yeah, <laughs> Josh Papali to the bench. Uh, um, Josh Hodgson out. Um, yeah. Has he just gone out? Yeah, he's out. Of, I'm assuming he's not injured. Um, he's been terrible. Keeps getting yeah, in the yeah. way. Just get yeah. out of the way, Josh. Uh, Joe Tarpany in the extended reserves. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, the bad boys. Is this the first game that they're back? Corey Hadawetanara and Corey Horsburgh. Are they back from their drink yeah. driving suspensions? First time I've cited them anyway. Hey, and you're usually uh, all over the team oh, list. Yeah, I'm pretty sharp. Who's played? I usually monitor that situation. I yeah. monitor that situation like a demon. Hey, so well, yeah, I think you're trust right. Trust me, mate. Yeah. Uh, they go up to Townsville and take on the Cowboys team. Who? What did they get up to last weekend? They 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 gave someone a tap up, didn't they? The Cowboys. They won two in a row. Who was oh, it? Yeah, the Bulldogs. They uh, oh, yeah tough. cruised past them. So yeah, a couple of good weeks for the Cowboys. Um, I think the rack up they would have got from Sticky. I think the Raiders take this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cowboys played one half against the Tigers the other week and got a win, and they didn't play that great against Can- Canterbury. Now Raiders by twenty. Uh, Sunday, Anzac Day uh, kicks off at what have we got? Is that three forty-five our time? It is indeed three forty-five kickoff. Nice Tigers versus Manly. Um, well, I'm Tigers. Watch this one. Yeah, I always love this time slot. Tigers uh, gutsy and probably an inch from coming away with a golden point win. Jeez, it was a oh. crazy finish in that golden point How game. Was that footage of Madge on the yeah in the coach's box? Poor bastard. You see, uh, he knew with the crowd that knew that it was a try. Yeah. Could've. So so close though, and just been an know, out of it finish. It just is, uh, yeah. You love to see that sort of thing where you know it's golden point. The decision either way was going to be a, um, a Rabbitohs win or a Tigers win. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. 
No. Um, no. Whether you know, if it's a no try for South Tigers get a try at the other end. Yeah, it was great stuff. Um, I uh, Manly, as we said, big winners over the Titans. Tom Trebojevic, man, I didn't see him coming back and producing there. Kind of gone a little bit cold on him just because he was so he's so injury prone. But to come back and produce that, uh, you forget about Tom. He actually is consistently like that, eh? When he's fit, he's hmm. on fire every game yeah. he gets out oh. of the field. So when he's there, now you've really got to give. Um, Oh, mate. Man, yeah, an extra sort of six, eight points. I'll be going Manly's uh, way this weekend. Yeah, I think Manly. so. I think just that extra class at fullback and and, um, and halfback. And it's good to see Karen Foreman. Oh, man, he's, he hasn't been that great uh, come back to Manly, but he served up a beautiful ball for Ruben Garrett to score. So it's Foreman. A few, yeah, a few guys I'm starting to like in this Manly team. Josh Schuster's having a good year. Uh, Isn't he? I I like yeah. that kid, man. Is there any row. relation? Any relation? I'm sure there is some sort of. Is it John Schuster's son? Yeah. We'd know by now, wouldn't we? I, I, for some reason, old I pad. Was... Old pad. Remember when? Remember John Schuster's old shoulder pads used to rock? Yeah. yeah. Right up to his ears. He's a nephew. Nephew. Yeah. Johnny, uh, nice. Johnny show that uh, that sidestep. Wow, what a player. Um, that and that Mo combo. That was yeah, impressive. yeah, good slug. Uh, Josh Ally, a bit of a grudge match here. He left Tigers in pretty acrimonious circumstances, agitated for a release and ended up at Manly. He's been going good the last couple of weeks off the bench too. So, yes, I expect to see a little bit of fire there. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm definitely leaning towards Manly. Yeah, Manly. Is there two games? There? We've got a three-game lineup yeah. Sunday. Yeah. The- of course, the Roosters Dragons at the SCG uh, at, that'll kick off at six oh five New Zealand time. Um, Good game. Yeah, Dragons looking to bounce back from the loss to us. The Roosters. Uh, how did the Roosters go on? Oh, they had a horrible loss to um, to Melbourne. They did. Yeah. So both teams uh, looking for a bounce back. Yeah, has the uh, makings. It's always such a good game to watch this one. Packed out crowd, the emotion of the pregame, uh, build up, um, the bugle and everything. It's yeah, and this uh, the, the scene set for a pretty um, pretty awesome one. Yeah, I'd, God, I'd like to support the Dragons, but I can't with that Josh McGuire there. Now I can't go <laughs> that guy. Um, Trent Mirren's finally retired at sixty three. Yeah, um, yeah, bit of an interesting timing of that one, but he, he must have just gone. Ah, I'm not going to work this week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Through this. I'm done. I'm gonna yeah. no, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ring him. I'm gonna ring him now. Yeah, no, nah, I'm heading to my notice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The, this yeah, I can see this one going down to the wire. Uh yeah. I'm just giving the edge to the roosters. Yeah, I think a wise man would. Um yeah, Beryl's back at number nine, so Victor Radley will start in the thirteen and Maybe give them a bit of a break there, but that's a that's a good end for for the Roosters. Also getting Brett Morris back, so oh Jesus, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I didn't even really notice him play, but Trent Merrin retiring after playing against us um, last week. He was he in play? The Yeah, he did. I didn't notice him at all, but uh, worth noting, Ben Hunt and the extended reserves as well. Maybe a late inclusion there. Oh, nice, nice. Just, just heading back to uh, 
also uh, Piasa Farmacy, our loan player last year. He's uh, back into the extended Fourth Dragons. Grade, what, about, yeah. what about Jack Hetherington? Jeez, what, what a idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I get, that's what, he comes with a warning though, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, seven charges in 20 NRL games. He's spent <laughs> much time on the sidelines as he had. That's how his stint with us ended with a three or four-week suspension. Uh, it's just, you know, I feel sorry for him, but, you know, because I do like the way he plays. But, yeah, that was like a that was like a old-school WWF clothesline, the way that... <laughs> he got them right in the elbow pit, eh? He got them right in the elbow pit. Um, he, he's just loose. He's loose. I love him, but... I probably prefer watching him from a distance now. <laughs> yeah, we'd be getting pretty frustrated with him. Yeah, yeah. bit of a Charlie Gubb uh, type suspension rate. Um, yeah, from yeah. Jackie Boy. And last game of the weekend, Sunday night, eight fifteen kickoff. Uh, we got a public holiday the next day. Melbourne Storm, New Zealand Warriors, the uh, great tradition since two thousand nine, I believe the first one was. Um, the Anzac Day game between these two great rivals. Excited for yeah, this. Yeah, good game. And it's too hard to call this. We just always, um, we a lot of times we get up for this game. We've played some absolute belters when we've been in the worst form of fucking team's history sometimes. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, we're, There's no Pappenhausen, eh? You got that. No, so What's that chick's name? Nico Hines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nico's coming at, at uh, fullback, but I, I like him. But geez, Pappenhausen's been so good this year that it is, has to take something away from them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you can't really fa uh, fault the the Storm lineup too much. Harry Grant was superb last week. That you know that hooker rotation is pretty hard to combat. Although I think he has to pass HIA this weekend. You know, to play this weekend. Oh, does he? Someone else maybe under a cloud too, but uh, they get Dal Finucane back, which is obviously a boost. Yeah, just the Pappenhausen thing gives me a little bit of a sniff. Um, and we've just, we either are unbelievably courageous or get absolutely flogged just yeah. running last, since we uh, last won an Anzac Day and an Anzac Day game in, in uh, 2014. Next year, we're reasonably competitive, but 30 to 14, we went down um, in 2015. 2016, I think that actually that game wasn't on Anzac Day. That was the one year that we didn't play on Anzac Day. So 2016, 42-0, and then on the back of that, the uh, sleeping pills, energy drink scandal. Oh, right. 2017, not expected. But we were going poorly. No one expected us to do anything. 2014, and we are fairly unlucky losers in that one, I thought. Uh, 2018, we were flying, expecting big things. Hammered 50 to 10. That's you know half time. Um, then the year after, ex expecting that sort of scoreline again. One of the all-time great unlucky games um, for the Warriors. 13-12. We went in without Roger and uh, Blake Green. We and. Paddy Herbert had a blinder, didn't he? Yeah, on debut. Uh, we, meant we should have won it. They got a, a penalty they shouldn't have got to equalise, and then Brodie Croft kicked the winning field goal late. So, yeah, it's. I guess we're probably somewhere, you know, we get flogged when we're meant to do well or be competitive and, and the reverse if we're going poorly. 
With it's not as hard to swallow when it's, it's not a yeah. bank two points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, manly loss is way worse than a loss to Storm. Hope we're competitive. It's quite nice as a viewer going into the game like that for these games. Yeah, I reckon not, we can do it. I've got an inkling of an eight-point victory here. That's, yeah, that feels like feels like we could be we could at least give them a good uh, push here. It's it's got the sh- the makings of a classic if they can build on what they did last week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. How are we gonna beat them? We need more offloads against Storm, don't we? Yeah, I think they're just just a uh, follow on from what they did with the ball. You know. Being, being conservative against the Storm defence, so well-oiled, will just get gobbled up. Um, yeah, it's a waste of energy. Waste so of it's got to be, you know, Rogers obviously key every time pulls on the jersey for us, but Cody probably says the most important player on the field for the Warriors. He's got to be, you know, as busy as he was last week and just come up with that extra spark, that ad-lib, and we've just got to stretch them. We can't, can't take them on up the middle. Um, if you check out the Warriors Life uh, TWL TAB stats talk for this week it breaks down where the Warriors have scored their tries and we've overwhelmingly gone up the middle to score our tries 10 I think of our 19 tries um, under near the posts just 3 on the right and 2 of them were last week um, somewhat encouragingly that, that that right side has opened up again but yeah. uh, we're not going to not going to win by, you know, trying to beat the storm. Not going to roll over the top of the storm. You'd be an idiot thinking you're going to do that. Oh well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going for an eight point win, Warriors. I love us as a six dollar underdog. That's uh, we? yeah, biggest of the weekend. Us and the and Canterbury uh, and no, I think they're shorter. Even I mean, yeah, the the Knights against the Panthers tonight is the. The other six dollar underdog. So, oh, yeah. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. There's just something about it. Just have a feeling. Yeah, I've got a feeling. I got a feeling. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Just a gutsy, gutsy effort last week. Um, our pack's gone, going well. I thought, and they weren't bad against Manly either. I'll be real pissy if those halves clam up this weekend. Yeah, they've just got to take the bull by the horns this yeah. week. Yeah. Again, as Cody did last week. Another strong game from Egan, and we're in with a chance. Yep, got every chance in the world. Oh, footy, footy, footy. What a big weekend. Yeah, that's some some good games. Yeah, that's Sunday with the Monday off. Um, Yeah. That's something to look forward to. And it's some shit weather down this way, too. So I'll just be parked up on a couch in front of a fire. Oh, pissy eyes. You'll be uh, you'll be well on your way by the time the Warriors. <laughs> I'll be watching out of one eye, one <laughs> one foot on the ground beside the bed, keeping the room still. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's looking forward to it though. Looking forward to it. Yeah, well, enjoy that, mate, and uh, you guys out there as well. Have a cracking long weekend, and we'll. I don't. It might be a bit late for a. Uh, a uh, post-match pod if we've been yeah. on for, for seven hours or so watching three games of footy, but it's not out of the question, but it's unlikely. If it's a, if it's a victory, there'll be some drunken rant, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see how we go. But uh, otherwise, catch you next week. And as always, thanks for tuning in, Brad. 
thanks for jumping on here on a Thursday afternoon, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks. We are officially the 155th ranked New Zealand sports podcast on Apple. Oh, is that up or down from the last? Uh, we dropped two places. Ooh, two places. I, I can't remember the names exactly. I can't remember the names exactly. Uh, Might have been some yoga. <laughs> a yoga talk and some tennis. Brett Stevens tennis podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but he had Kelly Evenden on this week, didn't he? So yeah, he did. We don't have guests. That's what... We don't we don't go sniffing around for guests. We do this off our own back. Yeah, well, we're never going to beat Brett Stephen this week. And, and to be but, honest, we're never going to get anyone on the show with us. That's a good point. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us, team. Catch you next week.